and welcome to Artifacts. I'm your host, Marissa Dickens, and today's guest is visual artist based in Phoenix, Arizona, Allegra Lopez. Hello. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. I discovered your work actually through my mom. So she went to a trip in Arizona and they went to the Mercantile Boutique in Scottsdale and she found a print for me there. Oh, that's crazy. I was wondering where. Yeah, yeah. So she got me the high fidelity print with the vinyl. And I loved the colors and I love the 60s, 70s influences, retro vibes. So I was like, I have to have her on just to hear more about how you got into art and the whole process behind your creations. That's so cool. I, I love the merchantile. I um they have two locations in Arizona and I'm in both of theirs in Scottsdale and Uptown Phoenix. That's really cool to hear that you found me that way. They have a lot of really cool local artists and other makers so Mm -hmm. fun but yeah well let's just get started and dive in so are you from Arizona originally yeah I um I grew up in Tempe so I've been yeah I've I've mainly stayed in Phoenix I I went to Seattle for a little bit but other than that yeah I've been in Phoenix so growing up were you surrounded by art do you have you know art in your family growing up I was always drawing. That was like my favorite thing to do. I would say that my creativity is probably from my mom. Like she's, she's always done really creative projects. She, even when we were younger, like she had a dried floral business. Um, And so she used to run markets and things like that. So she's, she's always done cool stuff and she painted and she drew too. So I think I was exposed to a lot of it from her. And so, yeah, I, I, drew a lot when I was growing up. And then around high school, I started painting. I had just taken like a drawing and painting class. And I remember my parents got me a beginner's painting set. And so I got into it. And then by the time I got into college, I started doing it a lot more. I just like, I found it really therapeutic. And so it was something to kind of de-stress. And so I started doing it more and more and then started selling. I love the idea of art being a stress reliever, like therapeutic. It totally is. It's totally my form of therapy. I I love it. It's still that way for me. So you had like a painting class, you said, but did you mainly teach yourself then? Yeah, I I really did because I went to college for business. So I, I really didn't do any formal training. And so I think like I was kind of teaching myself how to paint at that time and then here and there post college i took like a like a painting class one summer and then i've taken like a digital design course this past year but when i started i was just learning off of like youtube and anything i could find just like trial and error like with my digital art i really just got an ipad and i'd really just start drawing with it and then kind of started learning techniques backwards but it got me started so most of your, of your work is digital, but do you start traditional? I started with, like, I learned how to paint first, and then I started learning digital, I think, I want to say about 2017 or 2018. But yeah, so I I sometimes start anymore, like a, a lot of the time I I physically draw first, and then I'll either decide to paint it or draw it digitally. So I kind of do a couple different ways. 
So let's talk about the subject matter of your work and the evolution of your work. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love, I feel like a lot of my stuff is, I just have such a like, I love nostalgia. Like, I, I just think I romanticize the past so much. And so I just, I don't know, I've always been really obsessed with like the 60s and the 70s, just the style, the um, music, the everything like that. So I, there's a lot of that that's seen in my work that I think is really like present in almost all of them. And then I think also I really like having kind of like a feminine feel in all of them. Like typically my subjects are female and it's like, it's, it's just what I relate to the most. And I think what gets me the most excited, you know, some of the music influences I, um, I play guitar and I like have, I do a little bit of drums when I can. So I just basically, I, I love music and I just, I feel like it's like that field never really took off for me, but I, I love art. And so I think it just kind of like, I, it just translates that way for me visually. Merging the two disciplines together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what kind of, I have to ask, what kind of music did you like growing up? You know, I liked, I mean, I always liked pop music. I always liked country. I liked um, oldies. I was always really into like classic rock. And that's the kind of stuff I like when I'm playing music. It's more like the oldies like golden and oldies or classic rock I love it okay let's talk about specifically the process for example the high fidelity print from the origin to the completion of it okay yes so high fidelity that one in particular and a lot of them start like this I just kind of get inspiration from like one of those typical sources like music or fashion or something like that and I have a Marvin Gaye vinyl that it's like the what's going on one and it's it's green and it's like it's the green and yellow one and I just I love that it's like our like mine and my boyfriend's favorite record that we play so we were just listening to it and I was just like I don't know it just had this sort of vibe to it I just wanted to try and capture and so I was trying like a few different things I was gonna make it a series and then I wound up just like leaving it with one but I wanted it like in my art I like it to feel almost like uh to show a little bit of a story like you see someone And that one, she's, it's like a female's hand that's, you know, like playing a record. But I like to show just like a little bit of like an action, but not reveal too much. So then you can kind of like let your mind wander. And so, yeah, that one in particular, it's, you know, someone putting a record on. And I just, I, you know, like I had some other ones where like I wanted it to be like someone like dancing near like, you know, the record player or something like that, or like has a wine glass in their hand. But I didn't quite go that direction. But yeah, that's just where it started. And so... I just actually have that record. <laughs> I like the idea of having a glimpse of an action shot. So what's your what's your favorite work that you've done so far? Oh, that's a good question. I I think the one that I feel hmm, I don't I don't want to speak too soon. Okay, there's one that I really like, just that I thought off the top of my head. And oftentimes like I'm just a critic of my own work. So like a lot of times I just, you know, by the time I've put it out there I'm like it's hard for me to look at it but the one that I still feel very good about is this it's called day trip and it's a girl that's she's got like a scarf over her head and she's driving what appears to be Sedona that's like what I have in mind it was supposed to be like you know in Phoenix you often take like a day trip up to northern Arizona just for fun or like for kicks and so I wanted it to feel like this cool girl like she's driving by herself and just like enjoying the like the beauty of the red rocks and 
and has, but it feels like kind of like taken back in time. And so that one, I feel like I'm, I really like it because I think it was, it stayed pretty close to my vision. And that's not like a bad thing when it goes off, but it was just one of those that I felt like I saw it in my head and it kind of came out pretty close to what I was uh, envisioning from the start. It took a long time too. So it was one of those that's like, I like feel like I put in a lot of hours and it was just like, I stuck with it. And so I think maybe that's where I feel that like sort of tie. But yeah, I mean, I try not to be as critical of my stuff because it's just like, you know, they're just like moments in time. They're like the way you were feeling at that time. And it's what made sense and what inspired you. It's just like, even if it doesn't reflect where you are now, it's just like, that's what it was at that time. With all of your works, what do you wish to say with them? Or what do you hope that viewers get out of them? I think it's just daydreams, fantasy, like finding your joy. It's just like, I I like these to be little pieces of like happiness. Like I, I just like them to be really joyful. They like can make you think what like whatever you want or see whatever story you see within them. They're not too serious in that sense but I do like them to be just take you back in time a little bit or make your mind wander and it's just something that yeah conveys joy when I started selling art under daydream it was like my idea was that you know it was the stuff that I daydream about so I've been continually working in marketing full-time and then I do daydream on the side so it was always kind of like, you know, the things that I like fantasize about during the day and just like cool little ideas and stuff like that. So it's more like this transportation into this like other world in my head. And I also love your color use. You have a lot of females in your work and like the femininity of your works and the color, I think, lends itself to that a little bit. Thank you. I just love bright colors. Like I just love a colorful home. That's how it like the kind of art I want to provide to people. And I think that the color choices err on the side of like softer pastel usually for me because I, I think it just more, it conveys more femininity to me and and it just feels like calming. I don't usually use too drastic of colors, but it is a wide range of like pastel colorful pieces. So yeah, I, I, it's just what I've always gravitated towards. Let's switch the business side. You went to school for business and I'm sure that helps with selling your art and marketing yourself because like with artists you have to market yourself as like you are your brand your art is your brand so how do you even go about selling and marketing yourself as daydream yeah I mean that is that is one of the hardest parts I would say like even with um, my background in business it's kind of it's different when you're doing it as yourself, you know, like it's harder to separate and kind of see things like from a third party view. So I had a degree in marketing and I've worked in digital marketing post-college. So I think it has helped a lot in terms of like treating it more like a business. I know like something my dad said to me is like, if you treat it like a hobby, it's going to be a hobby. If you treat it like a business, it'll, you know, it'll be that. And, And I haven't done this perfectly. It's just stuff that I've been trying to do is just being really consistent and, you know, putting things out there and, and then trying to continually grow the business, like trying to sell things locally, like that's where I want to be like in local shops around here. I want to eventually do commission work and like just setting myself up so that I'm hireable, marketable business. Like, I mean, that's just, you know, a big part of it, really. I love like I love creating and that's, that's the core of like why I want to do it. But it doesn't, you know, it'll only get you so far if you don't 
also back it up with the business side of things, I suppose. I think sometimes people like, oh, being an artist is like easy, but it's really not because you are, again, especially for individual artists, you're by yourself. And so an art is such a sub subjective thing. So it's it's finding ways that people will connect with your art, but also like will buy your art. Yeah, it's so true. And then I think another thing too is that when I first started, I, I loved making so many different things. So like I used to sell like uh, I used to sell custom jackets and then I did jewelry and I did like acrylic pour art, which was just like a different style of painting. And so and there's nothing wrong with that I love all, doing all those things. But it was just I found that it was when I looked at try to be like, objective about it. When I looked at my stuff, I was like, it's not clear what I offer at all. And so like my style was all over the place. And I was like, offering too many things. And so I just that was one of those things where I was like, okay, I can continue to do those things if I want to. But I don't like as daydream as like the business side of it, it needs to be like a little more buttoned up and like mm -hmm. be clear what I'm offering in my style. And, you know, that's something I continually work on, because I oftentimes want to just veer off into other, like, yeah. directions, you know, it sounds like, yeah, cohesiveness within your art, and then like being consistent with what you're producing. Sounds like what makes you a working artist successful. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's one of the things I notice. I, you know, I look at like different artists that I'm like, I would love to, I love their work and I love their career path and stuff like that. And, and those are like usually common things that I have seen. So, so you've done a couple of festivals. Yeah, I, I mean, I love doing markets. It's so much fun because it's like setting up your own storefront for a weekend. It's just, it, it's the best, but it's hard when you first get started because you have to, you know, get everything going. But I like for me, I, I just love the, the whole experience. Like I try to think about the way that a guest is going to interact from like the beginning to the end. And the funniest things with layouts can change the whole way that people interact with you or like what they might look at and just everything from top to bottom. So I like for mine, I really want to convey those bright colors. I really want it to feel like welcoming. And I kind of set mine up almost like I've changed it a little bit, but I almost like it to look sort of like a living room a little bit or like a bedroom. So I put like a rug in the center and then I've got the framed art on the sides, but then I also have the ready to go prints that people can comb through. So like the stuff that I think about is like from the, I want those things that people can feel comfortable to just comb through just from the get, like from the front of your market and then, you know, make their way into the, you know, the bigger items and then on their way out, see me and talk to me for more information. So that's kind of view it kind of like a funnel. So, yeah, I just, I think like, you know, there's a lot of fun ways you can do it. It's kind of just like using your interior design skills and, thinking about a like a retail experience I like to view it just kind of like if it were a retail store whether or not it's art and so yeah I, I love them I, I started I did like I think my first one at a first Friday in downtown Phoenix and then I did um, Tempe Festival of Arts which was a much bigger one for a weekend and I started as an emerging artist so I think programs like that are really great they basically just help you they give you some like talks they give you some extra support for like what the kind of things you might expect and then got you in like a certain designated area and so things like that are, are are really great opportunities to get yourself started so that you understand how the markets work. they're a ton of work but they're really rewarding 
everyone's booth is different and like that you have a carpet would be so cozy you know like you want to draw people in but not like overwhelm them I know there's a lot to it I I also noticed that it's so important for the artist to be there for questions and things like that but it's also you don't want to feel like you're hovering so like I always find a way to try and be present and friendly but also not scare people away you know you want people to feel comfortable and not like they're getting they're gonna get a sales pitch So I know you said for emerging artists to do like those emerging artist festivals, any other logistical or just little hacks for artists when they're first starting out that you would like to share? You know what? I think, yes, finding any kind of programs like that, I think are great. It's, it's basically like finding your first market that you can go in and, and even doing just like a one day one, I think is great. Or even like, um, doing like a smaller booth, like maybe like a half booth or something at like a, a smaller market or something like that. Those are really great. Just try some way to get your foot in and like test the waters because that opens a lot of doors to the other ones. Like for example, I had applied to Tempe Festival of the Arts and gotten rejected. And then I didn't have, because I didn't have any, I'd never done a market. And so they wanted booth photos and things like that. And so I was trying to fake it and it just didn't work. And then, so I did another market and then I got, was able to kind of understand how it works, take photos, had a lot of learnings. And then, and then that helped me get accepted the following year and all those things. So it's just, you know, it's kind of hard when you start because, you know, sometimes that does happen. You can get rejected from markets and things like that, but you just, once you get some experience, like any kind of way, you know, it, it can be in a smaller way. It really helps you. Like one thing leads to the next. What has the reception been like with viewers and your art? Yeah. I, I mean, I get a lot of fun feedback at markets and that's the other, like really awesome thing about doing festivals or markets and stuff like that. You get real time feedback from people and a lot of times they're very honest. And so that's like, it's, it's just really good to hear. But I usually get feedback that it feels real, like, oh, this is really fun. This is really retro, that kind of thing. And that is the style I'm trying to get across, which I, I love that. And then I think like another cool one that I heard recently was just, it felt like scenes from the same movie, like all the different prints. And I think that's really cool. And I actually have thought about that before, like trying to drop hints from one print into the next print to kind of tie like a story together, like you know, let's say the day trip broke the scarf, you know, there's like a scarf playing in the back of high fidelity or something like that. Like, I thought it'd be cool to kind of like do that Pixar sort of hint in each of the prints. And so yeah, I I get cool feedback and ideas from from people at markets for sure. I love that idea. Like that it's like almost from all one movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And keeping that theme with each of your works. Are there any movies that have inspired you in your works or TV shows? Oh, definitely. I mean, um, I was rewatching Mad Men and then I was, you know, thinking how, I don't know, I just the, you know, the style and everything. And that was really cool. But I did Hold Please. It's this one where it's like a woman answering a phone, but she's kind of like, she, she's kind of looks like she's like talking to someone like what reminded me of because I was watching Mad Men and they have all, you know, the phones on the, on the wall and how like, I don't know I just thought it was kind of funny thing that you don't really do anymore because you don't use your phone that way so yeah I I I do oftentimes get inspired by shows or movies Uh, like like you said earlier that nostalgia I think everyone 
has an affinity for nostalgia. Like they always love their old movies they watched as a kid or. Yeah. It makes you think of like a better time, even if it wasn't really, it just like in your head and just kind of like romanticize it and think it was, you know, that was the best. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any upcoming works or festivals that you want to share upcoming projects that you're excited about? Yeah, I I think this year, what I'm really excited about is I want to do get a little bit back to painting. And so I, you know, I've been doing digital art, and I still will, but there's something just different about the process when you're physically painting on canvas and things like that. So yeah, this year, I'm, I'm really looking forward to creating more painting projects and, and offering those. I think I'll also look to, I'm really looking to expand in different local stores in Phoenix. And then ultimately I want to do more markets around here. So I just really love like getting ingrained with the community. So I'll, I'll be, I'll be doing more of that. And how would you describe the art community in Phoenix for someone who's up? Cause I haven't, I haven't been to Phoenix in a long time. It's smaller than, I mean, Phoenix is such a big city, but I do see now that like, you know, I've been doing this a little bit. I do see a lot of common themes, a lot of common people that I've worked with or they, you just see them at from different markets. You wind up seeing them at different retail stores and things like that. There's a lot of really cool art. I was just in downtown Phoenix this morning and there's just like really beautiful design. And that's just like, not just with art, it's just with, you know, the way these new businesses look and, it's really exciting stuff. I think it's just growing really fast. Oh, it's exciting to be a part of that growth. I want to get rapid fire questions. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Favorite artist? An artist I really enjoy is Matt McCormick. Um, he does like Western art. That's I think is really cool. It's, it's kind of like got this like hand sketch feel, but and then like a little bit of color. It's It's really cool. Is he based in Arizona? No, I don't know exactly where he's based. No, not Arizona. I'll have to check that out. Sounds interesting. Do you have any rituals when you create? Yes. I <laughs> I like, I, I, ha- I always have to have like my, my music ready. I'm always like plugging into my headphones and then occasionally a glass of wine, but that doesn't usually happen. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's mainly just music for me. Like nothing else really needs to be in place. I just really like to to make sure I have the right songs. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite period in art history? Um, probably the 60s and yeah, like the pop art. That That's really, yeah, that speaks to me. What was the last great book you read? I read... The lyrics by Paul McCartney, and it basically was like all of his. It's kind of like a biography, but through his music, um, and he kind of explains the background of all of his the songs that he wrote. It was really great. Is Paul your favorite? I mean, I'm a little biased right now because I just read his book, so yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just. Do you have a favorite Beatles song? Mm-hmm. It's hard. There's just so many good ones. I, I I mean, God, there's so many, but. I've been I've been obsessed with Get Back. <laughs> yes, and after the documentary and just how it was created. Yes, I just think I I just yes. love it more now. I have a greater appreciation for it after watching that documentary. Yes, exactly. Where you see Paul getting into it and just like how he worked through that song, and then it's just he crazy. also 
Nothing going to change it. Okay, so then in the book, he explains that one, and he says something about how he was always trying to get back to where they started from, get back to their roots, mm -hmm. and that John Lennon was always trying to move them to somewhere they've never been before, and so they were like this yin and yang sort of situation, and I just like, I mean, I've been talking about nostalgia this whole time, but it just kind of reminded me of that, like, where I always have that feeling of, like, get, you know, that, like, get back. <laughs> so I just... I love that. Nostalgia, those old roots, that sense of being daydream and fun because sometimes reality is like, you know, you're in the thick of work and things. So get exactly. back. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> what is a color you can't live without? Green. If you could hang or create your art anywhere, where would you pick and why? I think what I would really want to do is like this big picture. I don't even know where, when, or whatever, but I really would love to do a big mural. I somewhere love in like place. downtown or something like I just yes I would I would love a big mural and I love just seeing it in like the randomest places that you wouldn't expect art to be so I, I love that idea yeah and when you're not busy creating what do you like to do for yourself I really like just I, I love to do like workouts I love to cook stuff like that that yeah and hang out with my family and just simple stuff <laughs> oh I'm glad we did this today I love your work and I, again I just want people to know more about it because I'm like people need to know more about this cool art and these influences and I'm excited to see what else you create thank you so much yes it's so nice so to meet you you too you can follow Allegra's shop on Instagram shop daydream art or her website at shopdaydreamart.com and you can purchase her art for prints or stickers on etsy at shop daydream art and then what are the stores you can find your prints at i have my art in stores called the merchantile in one in uptown phoenix and one in old town scottsdale awesome and i'm sure keep a lookout for the other festivals and her, more of her art to come out in the new year so definitely thank you so much thank you and thank you to everyone who's been listening in and stay tuned for another episode next month